You played on here yet? You seen this? No. No, it's the first time I'm looking at it. This, so is, this the, is the website link? This is the website, yep. So this is all of the episodes here. And I went through mm-hmm. and I re I recategorized all of them. So if you click on an episode, it'll take you to that episode's page. Mm-hmm. Here's all the links. Oh my then- God, you did some fucking work, man. Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Paul. Joining me in the Bob Media Studios is the Baron of Bourbon, the Region of Rage, the Liege Lord of Loathe, Leon Coventry, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, Leon? Good, Danny. How are you? Good. I'm having some audio trouble tonight, as you're fond of pointing out. <laughs> Figure out what the fuck's happening here. Oh, man. I don't know. But you know, you're getting new, it seems like new equipment, new procedures just about every yeah, week. So I it's I don't, expanding, you know, the, the pod's getting, yeah. well, so one, the pod is getting more popular, but two, I'm getting better at this shit. So mm-hmm. I'm bringing in, uh, I'm bringing in new toys and, uh, for the life of me, I don't really know why we're having so much audio trouble tonight, but, uh, we'll figure it out. We always do. You figured out. Lock it up. No, you, I'm, yeah. Lock it up. I had to I had to reach over here real quick and light a candle because we got to fly on the Bob Media Studios tonight. It's bugging me. So <laughs> comes by and he ruins the show later. I'm gonna be pissed. I was gonna say when the intro music was going on, you disappeared out of the shot of the frame. I didn't know if you were like intently rocking out or oh, wow. something else be, had to be done. You know, if we ever do a live bottle of brown that's probably exactly what i'm gonna do is, is rock out during the opening music mm-hmm. i mean he's are you uh, gonna do the uh, uncle polly around here somewhere i don't know we'll figure it out <laughs> anyway neither here nor there what's your brown tonight uh i am going both fancy and budget with kirkland single barrel master piece wow. it's amazing indeed and uh, we talked about it in the past. This is actually, it's distilled by the Barton 1792 folks. 1792 people, right, right, right. Does yeah, it come in but, pretty uh, glass? Uh, oh, yeah. This bottle's gorgeous. It's black. And then it's got, uh, this one's 120 proof. So black. you can light it up, man. Oh, 120 you, proof. Good for you. So, yeah, I mean, I got some catching up to do. Usually I've got at least a little bit of a kick going by now but slumming it's nice. good late shit. start good for you, good for you. i am about uh, you, Danny? i'm working through my stash uh i'm trying to finish off the last of my wheated bourbon because it's time to go back mm-hmm. to muskosh i'm doing mm-hmm. the redemption tonight the redemption oh, okay wheated bourbon mm. it's a good one it is really good i mean as as miss- as browns go this one is particularly delicious at least for my palate but uh do yeah. you miss the scotch i do miss the scotch and i'm tempted to pay $65 for a bottle of green label, despite my inner demons telling me, no, wait, it'll show up again at the price point you want. But I really, I got to get back to, uh, got to get back to drinking leather. I miss it too much. Not to say mm-hmm. that I didn't have fun flirting with, uh, you know, this side of the pond, but uh, mm-hmm. got to stay true. Gotta I've stay actually true. been out of the old classic Buffalo Trace and for a good three months now. And it I got to find a bottle. It's been a while. It shouldn't be this hard to find. Yeah. I just haven't come across one since uh, I ran out. I bought the gigantic 1.75 liter of bullet and mm-hmm. I, I leave it over in the bar with the, with the random stuff. 
you know, it's tons of uh, vodkas and there's some tequilas over there. Nothing that I would put in my prized liquor cabinet, but, uh, you mm -hmm. know, things that we keep for parties and stuff. But I haven't opened it yet, despite mm. the show and, and things that we talk about. And I can't help thinking of uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. One of his sets was he always had a box of Entenmann's cake grown up on the counter. <laughs> And every mm -hmm. time he'd go and try and take a bite, his mother would slap his hand and say, no, it's for company. <laughs> so so that, I hold on to that. that. I haven't touched the, the bullet yet. Plastic on the couch. Got it. <laughs> I haven't touched the bullet yet because it's for company. <laughs> but I'm working through everything else and uh, we got Cinco de Mayo coming up. So I'll probably be hitting up the Mezcal for the month of May. Mezcal May. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag, I got a hashtag trademark. Mezcal May. <laughs> Anyway, we were going to have the midge on, but he pulled out at the last minute. And Mr. Jones is in the midst of finance season. For those of you that are paying attention out there, the bobs in the world that read the news, there's some shit going on in the banking sector. So he's uh, by that tax season. He's, he's got interest rates. It's, it's all bad. So we get Mr. Jones back on sometime. He'll let us know. Plus, he's expecting baby number two in the next couple of months. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's going to be interesting when we're going to get him in the Bob Media Studios next. But uh, the mid just decided to join on. And I got a line out that General Tizzo is going to want to try and join us next week. So we got a rotating uh, chorus of people Third coming chair. through. <laughs> yeah. We got to think about who else we can invite to the show. I think Quee wanted to come, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did. Yes. We'll open it up. And... Uh, I know our international, not international, but intercontinental uh, number one fan, uh, Mr. Hootie, would like to join at some mm -hmm. point, too. Mm -hmm. well, we're going to have to figure out a way to get Hootie on because he's number one fan. Shout out to Hoots. Anyway, now that we talked about Brown, what do you say we talk about Brown? How you doing? Whiskey and whiskey. This is the darkest brown you got. Yeah. Say, Holmes, uh, where they hiding the scotch? What about, um... Brown. That's code for bourbon. Great stuff, this bourbon. Comes from a land called Kentucky. Talk about brown. There's a special rung in hell reserved for people who waste good scotch. Scotch? Oh, yes, I, I think so. Can I have one more of these with some booze in it, please? Can I talk about brown? Comes to us from Motor Trend. Well, this might be a first. Fucking talking cars tonight, Leon. Man, I feel manly already. And now everybody's moving over to electric vehicles, right? So you're moving away from, we're basically coming to the end of the era of the internal combustion engine for most vehicle manufacturers. I think GM has set all electric by 2030. I think Volkswagen's done earlier than that. Tesla, of course, is ubiquitous out on their uh, roads in certain metropolitan areas. And you've got uh, Ford even doing pickup trucks and everything else. So the age of the electric vehicle is upon us. The end mm -hmm of the internal combustion engine for the most part is upon us. Mm -hmm. And on the way out the door, before they killed all of their gigantic, disgustingly awesome Hemi engines, Dodge decided to make a version of the Challenger Demon that they call the 170. What is special mm -hmm. about the 170, Leon? Well, I'll tell you, it runs on E85 only, which is an ethanol-based fuel made out of the corn. And ethanol, as you bobs out there know, is another word for alcohol. <laughs> we have ourselves the first brown muscle car. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to steal 67 cars in a weekend. <laughs> The article uh, begins, the 2023 Dodge Challenger SRT Demon 170 runs on alcohol to make a hell-raising 1,025 horsepower. Get it and get it. 
and Dodge isn't going to let any of us forget it. The bezel around the hood scoop shouts alcohol injected, and the name of the car is a play on the alcohol content of E85 fuel. If someone were to bottle it and sell it as a liquor, it would be labeled 170 proof. Mm, For the record, don't drink it. The moonshine. For the record, you cannot and should not drink it. Yeah, it's basically white dog. Anyone who play all right, anyone who buys a Demon 170 also gets a memento to further the connection between Dodge's infernal drag car and good old Firewater. Spend roughly $100,361 to buy a street legal car capable of an 8.9 second quarter mile. And Dodge also delivers a whiskey bar set that brings the company's fixation with the underworld out of your garage and into your living room. You can see it right there. No, you you kicked off this conversation talking about electric. <laughs> I, I think a lot of these electrics have some zip in them. I wonder if, if 8.9 holds up with these new electric I think cars. They absolutely have some zip. The torque that comes out of an electric motor is phenomenal compared to the internal combustion engine. Uh, yeah. It's just that the, the intricacies of what will become once again a dying art form is the double pipe throaty muscle car although mm-hmm. dodge is coming out with that charger banshee so who knows but anyway i digress the case this alcohol set comes in is as much a gift as the contents inside each wood box is labeled with the owner's name and the car's vin number and it features the same badge is that lucifer clawing his way out to our mortal realm who knows but it's definitely a demon it's got the horns it's got the fangs it's got the 170 mm-hmm. on it found on top of the demon 6.2 liter supercharged v8 Flip the lid open to reveal a caricature of the demon pulling a wheelie as it launches out of a cloud of tire smoke. Nice. The cartoon drawn by Chris Piscitelli, design manager of the Dodge Exterior Design Studio, is surrounded by the signatures of everyone who worked on the car. So get a load of this, Leon. I'm going to go into the pictures here. There's the badge. Mm -hmm. There's the kit. There's the drawing Mm -hmm. with all of the signatures. Oh, that's dope. You've got two two sifter glasses here. You've got a decanter. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what these are. They look like shot glasses, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a very, very nice piece. And then you got a couple of the pictures of the car here and this thing just screams. I mean, look at the back tires compared to the front. Mm -hmm. And this thing is born to scream. It's sexy. It is sexy, isn't it? Oof, even in black and white. The crown jewel of the bar set is a whiskey decanter with the Demon 170's horned and fanged mascot blown into the glass. His sinister likeness is also immortalized via four whiskey stones. That's what they were. Two cocktail glasses repeat the pattern found on the supercharger cover, and the coasters feature the logo used on the Demon's front fenders. There's also a personalized stainless steel shot glass, though you might not recognize it as that. It's rectangular and shallow, looking more like a dollhouse kitchen accessory than something you'd actually drink tequila out of. But there's a reason for this. It's designed to fit over the badge on the engine. Why would anyone want to carry a shot glass around in their car, let alone in the engine bay, you ask? Hush now. The Demon 170 and the Hellcat muscle cars that came before can't be bothered with such silly practical questions. (laughs) Sexy bitch, though, I got to say. That is a beautiful car. Yeah. Run through some of these photos here. Look at this right here. Nice rake. You can see that hood scoop in the front. That thing's jamming. A little spoiler on the back. Yeah, that right there is a dragster. Yeah, that's pretty fun. There you go. There's your demon logo. There's your 170 demon logo. I wonder how many of those they made. Did did you mention that? They are. It's a limited run. I know that. Yeah. Uh, There's other articles here on Motor Trend to link to it. So if you actually make your way to the links that we provide with the show, you'll actually get over to Motor Trend and there'll be a ton of these 170 articles because this thing is a beast. Yeah, that's, I love the, when they, when they pair the marketing like that, that's a really cool, a cool present. It's nice. It absolutely makes it a collector's item. So we're looking at a 6.2 liter supercharged V8 with a thousand horsepower that runs only on E. 
85 ethanol comes in the whiskey set. So for any Bobs out there, they got a hundred large to throw down. This might be worth it to keep it in your stable because they're only going to make a couple of them. And that's it. The end of the internal combustion era. Uh, is it already outlawed in California? Seems like uh, everything is. It is E85. So who mm. knows if the emission standards are different? <laughs> Something to think about. But if you were going to make corn syrup out of that corn, yeah, you'd be fucked. I heard that you guys are outlawing candy now. Uh, I heard that too. I heard yeah. Skittles yeah. are on the chopping block right yeah, now. Well done. Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to gloat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Drive to the border on that little bridge there that crosses the Colorado and just wave my bag of Skittles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like now the border, the Nevada border, instead of just having like gamble, 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 they're going to be like Skittles, oh, dude, There's going to be so much candy. There's going to be a giant candy store there. Oh, awesome. Me, black market candy sales, California. That wraps up talking about Brown. Let's get to tonight's top story, Leon. News team, assemble! Let's get down, let's get down to business. And I got news for you. Nice top story comes to us from the Today Show. Man sues Buffalo Wild Wings, claiming its boneless wings are actually chicken nuggets. The plaintiff claims the chicken chain is engaging in false and deceptive marketing and advertising by listing it on the menu that way. It was 72 or episode 73, Leon, where I had a bug up my ass about Walmart and their fake cookies. Mm -hmm. I think this guy's got a case. Well, go for it because I'm already ready to load all over this. All right. The article begins, a new class action lawsuit filed in Illinois alleges the chicken chain Buffalo Wild Wings is conducting deceptive business practices over claims its boneless wings are actually just chicken nuggets. The lawsuit was filed March 10th in the North District of Illinois, U.S. District Court by plaintiff Ayman Halim, Halim, Mm -hmm. I'm getting that right who currently resides in Chicago. Excellent. On behalf Mm -hmm. of himself and potentially many others across the country affected by what the plaintiff claims are false and deceptive marketing and advertising of Buffalo Wild Wings boneless wings. False and deceptive marketing and advertising, you know Danny's in. Mm -hmm. The name and description of the products, i.e. boneless wings, leads reasonable consumers to believe the products are actually chicken wings, reads the lawsuit. In other words, that the products are chicken wings that have simply been deboned and as such, are comprised of entirely chicken wing meat. Alem's suit states that in January of this year, he purchased boneless buffalo wings from Buffalo Wild Wings in Mount Prospect, Illinois, and that based on the name and description of the menu item, he believed it was actual wings that were deboned. Unbeknownst to plaintiff and other consumers, the products are not wings at all, but instead slices of chicken breast meat deep fried like wings. Indeed, the products are more akin in composition to a chicken nugget rather than a chicken wing. Had plaintiff and other <laughs> consumers known that the products are not actually chicken wings, they would have paid less for them or would not have purchased them at all, the suit continues. Therefore, plaintiff oh and God. consumers have suffered injury, in fact, <laughs> as a result of defendants' deceptive practices. The defendants oh named the suit the Buffalo Wild Wings and parent company Inspire Brands Incorporated. When reached for comment, a representative for both companies directed us to the following Saucy tweet, which doesn't show up. Oh, yeah, it's from B-dubs. It's true. Our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. Our buffalo wings are 0% (laughs) buffalo. Wrote the official Buffalo Wild Wings Twitter account. I absolutely love that. I mean, that is a solid troll. Yes, it's a solid troll. This clear-cut case of false advertising should not be permitted as consumers should be able to rely on the plain meaning of a product's name and receive what they are promised. This is particularly true in a case like this one where consumers value actual wings and where defendant has no valid reason for misleading consumers other than to promote a cheaper product along with its actual wings. The filing later points to the fact that other companies sell comparable products to B-dubs 
boneless wings and avoid the use of the wings moniker. These include Domino's Pizza, which has a menu item called boneless chicken, Papa John's, which has a similar menu item called chicken poppers. It should be noted that Domino's Pizza and Papa John's also sell actual chicken wings and that a restaurant named Buffalo Wild Wings should be just as careful, if not more, in how it names its products, reads the suit. The suit also states that if Buffalo Wild Wings was being transparent with its customers, it could readily change the name of the products to boneless chicken or disclose on its menu that the products are actually made of chicken breast meat. Buffalo Wild Wings is well aware of this issue, but has refused to change its practices. The suit continues. The lawsuit aims to represent an estimated thousands of consumers around the country who, like Halim, purchased the chain's boneless wings at one of the chain's more than 1,200 locations. Halim is seeking damages, injunctive relief, restitution, declaratory relief, and all other remedies the court deems appropriate. I wish there was a picture of this fucking douchebag on here. Sorry. <laughs> but the I've, suit does not state an kind exact of person. monetary amount. What, what? Go ahead, Leon. Sound off. No. I think we have a huge, massive issue with our legal system in general, because in, in other systems, and I can't, I, I don't know them off the top of my head, but I know a really good deterrent for frivolous bullshit like this or is when you lose, you have to pay the legal fees of the other side. Mm -hmm. So if you had actually, if you had actual skin in the game, other than that, then maybe crap like this wouldn't even try to get off the ground. Because it is absolute garbage. Yeah, that's garbage. Tort, and a misuse of our legal system. Frivolous lawsuits is tort law. Yeah. Well, that's what this is. It's garbage. And it's it's so frustrating. And it's just bogging down. I can't, I don't even know how many of these, but this one's obviously so frivolous and ridiculous that it's making news headlines because it's so ridiculous. But it's uh it just it's just so frustrating to me that people out there have enough time in their life to point their efforts at something like this there's just so many other things that need to be done out there i i anybody who feels wronged because they thought they were getting a boneless wing like like there was some you know alamora freaking harry potter spell that can melt bones inside the wing and and that's that's how it's going to work it's these people just they all need to be in the same spot or they need to wear special clothes or like bill ingvall says they need to wear a sign so we know who they are and to avoid them just this past february ted anthony of the associated press called boneless wings a culinary lie along with baby carrots and Chilean sea bass in an impassioned article. And in September 2020, Ander Christensen, a city of, uh, citizen of Lincoln, Nebraska, made an impassioned speech on the subject when the floor was open to the public for comments during a Lincoln City Council meeting. We've been living a lie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. These people are just monsters. This would have made the crank file, but I think there is some interesting repercussions here. So if you, so say for example, this guy wins, right? And Buffalo Wild Wings now has to rescind boneless wings and call it something else. They have to call it breaded boneless chicken, which doesn't change anything mm -hmm. about it. They're still delicious. I'm still going to order them, but you're not allowed to call them boneless wings because they are not in fact wings that have no bones in them. That will force a lot more truth down the jaws. Unfortunately, you're probably going to run into trouble with that because is the Long Island iced tea really from Long Island? And are you allowed to drink it outside of the state? Slippery slope. Yeah, are, are all wings actually coming from the wing of the bird or are they also tiny thighs? Like we're, this is, we're absolutely picking at straws here and it's garbage. It's mm. so garbage. It's 
so silly. frustrating. Silly. It's they should, silly. They should we, change the description of the menu, it, but, but it is it is silly to use the legal system for it. There's a little section here on the link. You, you, uh, wait, you think they need to change the description of the menu? Yeah, I think they just just say it's breaded chicken. They have a, they have fucking pictures. I mean, it, it, this is what it looks like. It's all chicken with no bone in it. I mean, it's it's the equivalent of Denny's. All I'm asking when it comes to, to like, Walmart is say fudge mint flavor. That's it. That's all I want. I want truth and advertising. <laughs> And I'm not going to stop ordering them. I'm not going to file a lawsuit against B-dubs, but yeah, they're not wings, so fucking change it. There wasn't a single shamrock in my shake, and I yeah, was pissed. Fucking call them, call them whatever oh, you want, but call it a green sh- shake, right? You know, there's there's an assumption of there's there's an assumption of expectations by the customer. So if you call them boneless wings, then at least in the descriptions, breaded chicken, breaded chicken meat does not contain yeah, and wings. The assumption. I'm going full papert when you make an assumption. Yeah, you got to be dangerous. You're an ass. I also don't want to get into the scenario of where you, you referenced Bill Engvall earlier. I don't want to get into the scenario where it says, do not use this deodorant on your eye. Exactly. It's very scary <laughs> that we have to go there, but that's exactly where we're going. It's exactly where we're going. Like everything has to be so literal. Well, in the last article we read, it said that the E85 ethanol that you put in your car is 170 proof. And then it actually did a, a disclaimer. Don't drink it. <laughs> yeah. Got to do it. <laughs> How far do it? Don't bathe in it. Don't drink it. Yeah. Don't Seriously. think about drinking Seriously. it. Stop don't it. drink it. Stop it. If you're going to do it, chop your balls off first. That way we're sure that you won't reproduce. This little graphic here in the middle is interesting to me because this is uh, a link to a separate article altogether. Many bottles of fireball cinnamon don't actually contain whiskey and it's led to a lawsuit. <laughs> Now here, there is no actual whiskey on the label, so it's not false mm-hmm. advertising, but it does use the same branding, the same labeling, the same imagery. It looks basically exactly like a bottle of Fireball whiskey, only it doesn't say whiskey on it. So if you're angry about that, it's because you're not reading closely. That's fine. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> but this could be a thing. Mark my words. We'll review this. We'll see what I, we'll try. We'll try and stick a pin in it and we'll see if... Uh, oh, you, you took the words out of my mouth. I would love to put something on our calendar right now to circle back to this in about a year and Mr. see Mr. what Hassim became wins his lawsuit. I, I think it'll be news if he wins. If he doesn't, it'll just go away. It'll be a byline and like page six. So if we hear of it yeah. again, we will bring it back up on the show. If you feel like I feel, go out there with your signs <laughs> and, and, and protest. <laughs> protest the shameful calling of what protest it's not. this. <laughs> Peacefully, of course. Uh, of course. Of course, peacefully. <laughs> that wraps up our top story. Let's get to the crank file. I could look for something in the crank file. Crank file. Whatever. Tonight's crank file comes to us from foodandwine.com. The new Frank's Red Hot Sauce flavor is for pickle lovers, Leon. Yes. Frank's Red Hot is tugging on the heartstrings of pickle lovers nationwide with its newest hot sauce release. This week, the spicy flavor company revealed its dill pickle hot sauce in its attempt to go after what the New York Times named the flavor of summer. Well, now you have my interest because in my, in my opinion, dill pickle is the only pickle. When you think about pickle flavor, it's dill pickle. Oh, 100%. That, that bread and butter bullshit, yeah. I hate it. Uh-uh. I get fooled. You ever gone to like a like a backyard barbecue and... They have them out in a bowl and you 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 throw it on there and you think it's dill. And then you take that first bite of the burger and you almost want to yak. Yep. Who would put bread and butter out? Everyone assumes it's dill. That's the same. It's got to be dill. And even the spicy ones, not a fan of it. So anyway, well, dill, the gray, the gray lady, the gray lady calls it the flavor of summer. So 
This okay. summer, dill pickle. A new tangy and spicy sauce is already available online, and starting this fall, the company plans to stock it on grocery shelves along the U.S. While Frank's Red Hot fans love our original cayenne pepper hot sauce, we know there are also flavor seekers looking to try new adventurous flavors, specifically through hot sauce. Balda Corey, VP of Condiments and Sauces for McCormick & Company. This is largely driven by Gen Z hot sauce aficionados who seek out unique heat and flavor combinations. The hot sauce evokes flavor and heat, infusing the dilly and tangy components that pickle fanatics love. We're pickle fanatics, so this must be for us, Leo. Mm -hmm. Pickle juice and cayenne pepper are the star of the show and make up the top ingredients in the sauce. Coriat explains mm -hmm. when brainstorming what Gen Z would like, McCormick Company explored flavors that were also approachable and comfortable. She continues, we wanted something that would taste great on foods Frank's fans love, like chicken sandwiches and wigs. Celebrate the new flavor, Frank's Red Hot released five recipes on its website that honor the dill pickle hot sauce, and we are here for it. Yeah, we got are. A nice, got a nice graphic of buffalo chicken with, with dill pickles on a bun. Those look good. I put, well, what kind of chicken is that? Is that boneless? Oh, I, think it's boneless I think it's boneless wing chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Little boneless wing sliders? Mm-hmm. The recipes include dill, shit on pickle, everything. dill pickle shrimp rolls, pickleback buffalo wings, spicy loaded pickle fries, pickle chicken poppers, Leon, <laughs> and spicy pickle chicken sliders. And with the weather warming up, this might be the perfect tailgating flavor sidekick. Deciding on the pickle flavor was a no-brainer, Corey, it says. Trending on TikTok, we've seen consumers make their own pickle flavors, assemble sweet and spicy pickles, and try weird pickle combos. At Shelf, we've seen pickles and pickle-flavored items far and away over index in terms of growth. Hot sauce lists at $6.49 for a two-pack of five-ounce bottles. To jump on the pickle mania wagon and snag some, visit McCormick.com. Thoughts, Leon? When you go get wings, Danny, and or chicken of any kind, I guess, and they have different flavors, you get to pick one and only one. What is the flavor you're picking? I usually go with medium. Mm-hmm. So you still like the buffalo oh, style. Absolutely. You're not going for like Asian zing or honey barbecue. Uh, I, or I, will, I have, I have garlic. I have been known to dabble, but I usually go medium or hot. Yeah. When you have one there, choice. There are, why, why, why are you pigeonholing me? No, no, I know. I'm no, I, I wouldn't put the corner. same. I, I didn't used to enjoy that buffalo flavor as much, but now I'm all over it. I think it's, it's definitely my go-to and my favorite. I don't, I don't need to go too exotic. I don't need cranberry flavored chicken. I want buffalo flavored chicken. <laughs> all right. So there was, they used to do chicken tenders at McDonald's. You remember that? Mm -hmm. you remember their little flirt with, with chicken tenders, just chicken strip, breaded chicken strips that they're always going to have McNuggets. That's a statement, mm -hmm. but they did flirt with breaded chicken strips at one point. And they came in with this Chinese spicy teriyaki sauce. You know what I'm talking about? Did you ever have that? <laughs> yes. It was this brown it sauce. It was not bad. It was this brown sauce and it was kind of had a sticky glaze to it. And it was kind of sweet at first, but then it hit you with the heat later on. I could have drank that shit by the bottle. That was so awesome. Mm -hmm. And I only got to have it like three times before they ran out or the end of the promo. And I was like, when is it coming back? And they're like, sorry, we're all out. I was like, no, you aren't. <laughs> I speak to well, the manager at, at Costco and I say it like a Californian apparently because I leave out the tea, but they used to sell a three pack of Buffalo Wild Wings sauce and it was the honey barbecue, Asian zing and the garlic. Ooh. And we would go through the honey barbecue super quick. But yeah, if you ever got like the frozen wings or anything, you toss it in there. The other two, they're good, but they're not as good as that. They, I mean, the, the Buffalo Oh, the medium buffalo seasoning, if they it's really on there and the chicken's good. Oh, 
God, I'm getting hungry. Yeah. These can sliders we, can, look good. Can we pause the show? With the pickles? Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you please just change this image in front of Bons me right show now? Make a snack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at some pickles, Leon. You freak. Please, <laughs> please be our first sponsor, Frank. <laughs> We're really pushing your product. They are, getting, they are getting a big plug out of the pickle sauce. But I thought it was fascinating, not so much for the dill pickle naturally flavored Frank's Red Hot, because I think it is very interesting. I was even more intrigued by the New York Times flavor of the summer. And so if you actually Mm -hmm. go to this link on Food Wine that we're going to put in the show notes, there is a link on the flavor of the summer uh, article here, and it goes to 2022 August. So it was last summer. Mm. And the whole thing from the New York Times was pickle flavor foods was the jam. And Mm -hmm. apparently all you Gen Zers out there just fucking went nuts and Started eating pickle everything. So, well, you know, we, we did an article uh, back, I would say at least a year ago, when we were talking about people putting pickle juice in drinks. Pickle there, mixing yeah, them. We did talk about pickle yeah. So, I, I, can I mean, see it's it. good for it's good for gym recovery. There's a lot of things about pickle juice that are good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it. I mean, I could have dill pickles every day. They're they're the best. All right, if you're gonna fry a pickle, are you pro spear or? chip that's a tough one it is we agree that whole pickles are out whole pickles are out all right common ground um (laughs) they are right out (laughs) i'm gonna go chip okay we are we are we can make chips you like that's why we're here i like the spears i do but i do like the chips so speaking of costco minus the t there is a there is a clear cylinder container of pickles that i think is called grillos Mm -hmm. and i get those and i eat them seven or eight at a time Mm. they actually put all the shit in the container with it so sometimes you got to fish past a leaf like a Mm -hmm. grape leaf and you got to actually fish past actual dill and it's like too literal too literal just give me the pickles <laughs> well those packets are really popular now i don't know what the brand is but they're just pickle chip like they're just pickles in a bag you go into any like 7-eleven or convenience store and they're just there you just grab the a bag of pickles sliced pickles and i look at them all the time like i think i would have those i, I could eat those pickles for any of you Bobs in Texas or the Western area, go into In-N-Out next time and ask for a side of pickles. They'll just take a scoop, throw it in a bag, and give it to you. And they <laughs> are good. They are good. Awesome. <laughs> did you see? I sent Danny, uh, all you Bobs out there. I did it. I finally achieved what greatness feels like by going to In-N-Out. And I was number one. The yes. receipt number one. I did That's, see number one. Frame it. Oh. Uh, I didn't think it could be done. I, yeah. I thought I would have to wait my whole lifetime. That's, that is probably harder than getting a hole in one. I, I think, think they only go up to 99. It doesn't feel like that. No, not for you because you are number one. Mm-hmm. Frame the receipt. The other thing you sent, which I thought was really, really funny, was you had John Tesh bring his tape recorder out in, on the stage and play the demo oh, yeah. of him coming up with round ball rock. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was fucking awesome. <laughs> and he takes himself so seriously. He's so earnest. He's like, here's a tape of me singing the song to myself for what would become one of the greatest anthems in history. That'll never get old. That never will get old. <laughs> All right, that wraps up the crank file. Let's get on to science, technology, space. Science isn't about why, it's about why not. Droid. Science! Technology. Look at him in the spaceship, that's 
This episode of Science, Technology, Space comes to us from brown.edu, Brown University. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. Brown. Mm -hmm. I'm finding a lot of great content from the official university of the Bottle of Brown podcast. (laughs) Brown University Institute of Technology. Brown University. No, there is no official university of the Bottle of Brown podcast, but any of you that go to Brown... They love the show. You can't dismiss the irony. (laughs) This one's interesting. This one's right up your alley, Leon. Study offers neurological explanation for how brains bias partisans against new information. People who share a political ideology have more similar neural fingerprints of political words and process new information in similar ways, according to a new analysis led by Brown University researchers. Got a neat little graphic here of a blue head with a donkey brain. And a redhead with an elephant brain. Very clever. Providence, Rhode Island. Brown University. What causes two people from opposing political parties to have strongly divergent interpretations of the same word, image, or event? Take the word freedom, for example, or a picture of the American flag, or even the 2020 U.S. presidential election. A person who identifies politically as liberal progressive versus one who identifies as conservative will likely have opposing interpretations when processing this information. And... A new study helps to explain why. While previous theories posited that political polarization results from selective consumption and overconsumption of news and social media, a team led by researchers at Brown University hypothesized the polarization may start even earlier. Real science, Leon. This new study Mm -hmm. published in Science Advances shows that individuals who share an ideology have more similar neural fingerprints of political words, experience greater neural synchrony when engaging with political content, and their brains sequentially segment new information into the same units of meaning. In this way, the researchers said, they show how polarization arises at the very point when the brain receives and processes new information. This Uh research helps shed light on what happens in the brain that gives rise to political polarization, said senior study author Oriel Feldman Hall, associate professor, cognitive, linguistic, and psychological sciences, affiliated with the Kearney Institute of Brain Science at Brown. Dante DeBruin, a graduate student in Feldman Hall's lab, led the research and conducted the data analysis. Previous research from Feldman Hall's lab showed that when watching a potentially polarizing video about hot-button issues like abortion, policing, or immigration, the brain activity of people who identified as Democrat or Republican was similar to the brain activity of people in their respective parties. The neurosynchrony, Feldman Hall explained, is considered evidence that the brains are processing the information in a similar way. For this new study, the researchers wanted to get an even more detailed picture of why and how the brains of people in the same political party are able to sync up. And it gives new meaning to the term like minds, huh, Leon? It does. I've always really struggled with what is happening and what we're continuing to see. And I I keep trying to reconcile it in my head. We've talked about it, where is the country truly growing apart? Or is the country much more aware of other people's beliefs because information comes much faster than it used to be. Mm. Uh, Exposure is faster. I, I, or are we just that age group? Cause when you're, you know, 15 years old, you can give two shits, but here's my other theory. Stick with me on it. I'm with you. I think that politics has become too possessive over too many things. It used to be these, these areas over here were the untouchable subjects. These are the political subjects. You better be ready and know who you're talking to and how you're going to talk about it before you go into those conversations. Those things, they used to be synonymous like religion and politics and 
Uh, and, and, and now politics has just grown into this amoeba that's like, you know what? I think I'm going to take these chicken restaurants here and that <laughs> like these political and this giant organization with a mouse. I'm going to take that one. That's going to be political now. And like, and now it's like, what the fuck isn't political anymore? Like you can't mention anything because, oh, <laughs> you know, you can upset the other group, you know, and it's getting too much. It's like you stay in your lane, politics. You stay in your lane. You can talk about making laws. You can talk about taxes. You can talk about defense. And that's it. Get out of the rest of the shit. <laughs> Seems like politics has become religion, don't you think? Well, it, I mean, I think that people in general migrate towards like-minded people. And for whatever reason, right? That like-mindedness could be cultures, which is why you see the Chinatowns and, and the, you know, you know, if you ever go spend any time in Manhattan, every street seems like it's got a different culture, but they all congregate together. Mm. And I think it's just natural. I think we're, we don't want to admit that even though we're intelligent beings, we're still, we, we still like the herd mentality. We do. And we want to be a lot with like-minded people. Um, and then when people aren't like-minded, that's when we kind of kick them out of the herd. Right. And then I think a lot of, it's just so natural. Like every group has the one person they pick on like it. And if that person's gone and took too much, then you, you start looking around like, okay, who's the new one? There's my bitch. Right. You're my bitch. Like, that's just, it's just natural. It, and people don't want to admit it. They, we think we're above that, but we're not, you know, stop fighting human tendencies. You just be aware of it. Try, try to minimize it, but to eliminate it altogether or ignore it, ah, ain't going to happen. He conducted a series of experiments with a group of 44 participants, equally split among liberals and conservatives, who agreed to perform various cognitive tasks while undergoing functional magnetic resonance imaging, which measures the small changes in blood flow within our brain. Participants first completed a word reading task in which they were presented with single words, immigration, abortion and asked to determine whether the word was political or non-political. Then the participants watched a series of videos, including a neutrality-worded news clip on abortion and a heated 2016 vice presidential campaign debate on police brutality and immigration. During mm -hmm. the experiments, the participants' brain activity was measured using fMRI. One of the methods the researchers used is called representation similarity analysis. When a person sees a simple static image like a word, the brain will represent that word with certain activity patterns. You can think of it as the brain representing the word by firing neurons in a certain way. It's almost like a mm -hmm. fingerprint, a neural fingerprint that encodes the concept of that word within the brain. She added that since neural activity patterns store information about the world, how the brain represents this information is considered a metric for how that information is interpreted and used to steer behavior and attitudes. In the study, the participants were exposed to words that are often politicized, like abortion, immigration, and gangs, as well as more ambiguous words like freedom. Mm -hmm. Researchers also used a newer methodology called neural segmentation to explore how the brains of people who identify with a particular party bias the interpretation of incoming information. Brains are constantly receiving visual and auditory input, and the way the brain makes sense of that continuous barrage of information is to separate it into discrete chunks or segments break it down make your food smaller to chew makes sense taken together the researchers concluded the findings show that political ideology is shaped by semantic representations of political concepts processed in an environment free of any polarizing agenda and that these representations 
bias, how real-world political information is construed into a polarized perspective. In this way, our study provided a mechanistic account for why political polarization arises. Researchers are now focusing on how this explanation of polarization can be used to combat polarization. So they're going to use it against itself. <clears throat> our work showed that these polarized beliefs are very entrenched and go all the way down to the way people experience a political word. Understanding this will influence how researchers think about potential interventions. Hey, Neat stuff. How can politics get to keep a word? You don't get to have that politics. That's basically what she's saying is the way that our brains respond to our interpretation of what a word means. And if you've watched mm -hmm. The Matrix, it's just a word. What matters is what the word implies. And the implication of that word will affect which political leanings you have based on how your brain interprets what that word is. And so if mm -hmm. you use a word like freedom, your first intuition might be the flag or it might be war. Or it might be Mel Gibson screaming in a kilt. But it, whatever your interpretation of that word is, how your brain interprets it is going to be a very good indicator of which way you lean politically. Right. And if you bristle at it or if you... Nice Braveheart reference. I like that. I threw that in there just for you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Every man dies. Not every man <laughs> no. truly lives. <laughs> Why you help me? <laughs> Should have remembered the rocks. <laughs> I should have. And we could do this all night. That wraps up science, technology, space. Let's close out on a happy note. Leon, let's finish up with some happy times. Okay. This one comes to us again from Food and Wine. Snoop Dogg is launching his own coffee line inspired by his travels to Indonesia. Snoop says his new coffee line, Indo XYZ, will change the industry. Unbelievable. This guy is in everything. Has anyone ever seen Snoop Dogg sleep? Doesn't seem possible I, when you consider everything that the rap legend is involved in. Right. Within the right. past few months, he's announced his own namesake breakfast cereal, filed the trademark for Snoop Dogg's hot dogs covered on the pod, rolled out a line of <laughs> THC infused onion snacks, Funyuns, and fun. despite currently being several dates into a European tour, the inexhaustible dog father has just co-launched a new coffee brand. Also Snoop has partnered <laughs> with Indonesian coffee entrepreneur, Michael Riati on Indo XYZ, which they describe as a lifestyle brand. According to a press release, Indo XYZ's coffee beans are sourced from the Indonesian islands of Bali, Java, Sulawesi, and Sumatra. The green beans will be roasted in Los Angeles before being either packaged in Indo XYZ's single origin whole bean coffee or brewed and canned. My relationship with coffee goes way back, Snoop said. Oh my God, is this your Snoop impression? No, I, don't have, I don't have a Snoop. Okay, careful. Careful with your Snoop Many long nights in the studio making hit after hit. <laughs> coffee provided the fuel which kept us going. Indo is going to change the industry. I can promise you that. You know, gotta, you got to wonder right off the bat, though. You already called out the fact that he has THC-laced Funyuns, basically, as one of his brands. Everybody knows that Snoop is synonymous with weed, and he's having a coffee brand called Endo. You would assume... <laughs> That there's this coffee is going to get you high, wouldn't you? If you or didn't read this, this article? is the coffee that balances the high. So maybe he got way too baked in the studio and he did something to wake him up. So maybe this is the counteraction. Okay. Well, think about it. Think about <laughs> it. You're in the studio, you're sitting in the couch, you're jamming back and forth on the beat, you're trying to figure out where your transitions are, you're sharing your lyric, and you get way too baked. And now you're just sitting there ready to pass out on the couch. And the producer's like, TikTok, we only got the studio for another half hour. You got to do something, right? So maybe this coffee is his way of jumping back into it. <laughs> just a theory. Just, just a theory. I mean, this 
guy is, it, it, there's nothing he can't touch, it seems like. Nothing. He just, he's like, you know what? I want to do Discovery Channel. And there's like, it's the best. The Snoop uh, being the narrator for animals is the funniest, awesome thing you'll ever see. The and first time I saw his Bic ad with Martha Stewart, where she was like, amazing. you can light candles and so much more. And there's Snoop. Amazing. Although, did his game show work out? I, I don't know. I thought it, I don't I, think that so. might have fizzled out. I think that one didn't, didn't do great, but you know, they yeah, can't talk about a guy that parlayed his success into doing something with himself. This is some serious shit. Mm -hmm. Indo XYZ will yeah. launch in California. No surprise there before rolling out to Las Vegas and eventually the rest of the country. All of Indo XYZ's offerings will be available through the company's website, BevMo, GoPuff and retailers, including Albertsons, Amazon, Erewhon, Pavilion, Safeway, Sprouts, and Vons. Each can of cold brew has a suggested price of six bucks, while each bag of roasted whole bean will start at $18. Whoa. I've always had love in Indonesia, and Michael always took care of us when we were over there, Snoop said. He showed me the best coffee in the world, and we made it happen from there. He might be slightly biased, but Briati says he believes the new coffee is the best tasting on the market. I want to make coffee fun and cool, and having Snoop as a partner gives us that edge. It's been an incredible journey working with him and building this company. And I think that together we can make an impact on the industry with a brand that resonates with the next generation. That should tide Snoop Dogg over for the next 15 minutes until he's back on stage or has another brand to launch. And maybe <laughs> Indo XYZ is just what we need to try, try to keep up. <laughs> so he's got he's his own amazing. breakfast cereal, which is like uh, Fruit Loops. He's got awesome. Funyuns. He's got lighters. He's got all kinds of stuff. He is absolutely hustling. Oh, there's a nice little YouTube video here on the link. Indo. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Maybe it's Indo Ziz or something. Anyway. Yeah. Fuel the dream, Leon. Indo XYZ. How do you? I don't know what else to call it. No, he's he is an inspiration. He is the entrepreneur we all can get behind. I when you talk about non-political things, that's Snoop Dogg. He's done a very good job of staying right in the middle. Like 30 years, 30 years ago, he used to shoot people. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, when you, when you, when you're rolling down the street, smoking endo, sipping on gin and juice, this is what, this is what becomes of it. And I think everyone should learn from him. That's right. Quit messing with the eight track. Loan me five dollars. <laughs> that that, well, that was inspiration. Up. Happy Thank times. You. you have anything you want to talk about, Leon? No, no, but I am excited. We need, we need being in the month that we're in, we do have to organize some kind of bracket, especially with a new addition. Maybe we need to introduce some some rum or something into that mix. You want me to ship these bottles back? Uh, no, no, we can get more. Keep those. You keep those. But yeah, right I think that, that would be a fun. Nice arrangement, a shrine, if you will. I always feel like we're way behind the ball on this. Like next next year, let's start organizing the brown bracket in February. So by the time you cut it. It'll actually be March Madness time. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I can already see that we're being copied out there. So uh, shout out yeah. to Bourbon Flight on Instagram. They have their own madness bracket. Well done, boys. That's exactly how you yeah. want to do it. Mm -hmm. well, maybe we'll use them. Who knows? But uh, bracket three is coming sooner. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's going to have to have Knob Creek. It's got to, it's got to. The champ has to lose. Yeah, can't cut it out. You can change it up, but you can't cut it out. <laughs> well, Danny, this was fun. That's our show. You can email us at bottleofbrown at gmail.com. Give us a phone call. Leave a voice message, 602-529-4562. Leave a message for Danny, Leon, the Midge, or Mr. Jones, or any of our special guests. We want to hear from you. Give us ideas for content. Refute anything we say on the show. If you are an expert Bob out there, 
If you like the show, please like, follow, subscribe, and share with a friend. We are on so many networks now. Have you done a, have you done a count, Leon, on how many different networks we're on? I haven't. Oh, it's disgusting. If you go to bottleofbrown.com, you'll see that we are on Apple, Google, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung Audio, Boom Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. We also released episode 71 and presumably episode 72 on our YouTube channel, Bob underscore podcast on YouTube. And we are everywhere, people. So share with a friend wherever it is that you want to listen. We are coming to you. I love it. Please share a quiet drink with us next episode. Same brown time, same brown channel. Bottleofbrown.com. This place is dead anyway, man. <laughs>